Tulsa's number one podcast. Showtime, baby. It's Castro X to Titty Tia, Eyes Open, dubbed the home of the emotionally naked. A podcast about anything and everything. If you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. Yo, yo, mic check, check, check. Tia, go ahead and talk for me. Hello. Sandra. <laughs> I like the hello. <laughs> That's like, hello, can you hear me? <laughs> All right, let's get it, ladies. That should be good. Fuck you, nigga. I'm about to lasso, Castro the asshole, turn him into mincemeat, for ramen casserole, feed it to a thick booty bad bitch, she'll fucking kill me if I try to feed a cabbage, pussy fried catfish, I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks, I ain't never had shit, till I turn to rapping, for rapper to rapper, Kappa Lambda, I'm on some fred shit, packing on packers damage, damning or stacking damage, acting out like an asses. If you move it against me, it's like my last. You should've taken some classes. Uh-huh. Baby, what is he rapping? If you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it. I'ma serve it like a delivery package. Misery's a habit in the latest fashion. She likes to pull up in the fastest. Hoop me with the black tip. We get it cracking, she releasing the dragon. Hold up, fire breathing. I am not a heathen. I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying. Heat seeking, miss a launcher with a beacon. With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking, ho. Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct <coughs> with the With All Due Respect podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you saw how we did the pause on the With the With All Due Respect podcast, ladies and gentlemen, 2 Titty Tia is finally back in the motherfucking oh, house, man. man. Uh, what is up? I think I've done two episodes this past. Well, two I or did, three. Yeah, without you here. You back. You in the building. Yeah. We got some shit we're gonna do tonight. But uh <laughs> we got a very shit. uh we got a very <laughs> special guest in the building with us today. Uh we've been working on getting this lady in the building since I feel like we started podcasting like almost about episode seventy is when I started trying to reach out to you. And, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I remember one night we were out at Hunt Club. Yes. And this is uh, the first time I ever met you, which yes. I, this is why I wanted. I got I got some things to tell you, and okay. just uh, we we gonna get into it. But you know I didn't what mean I'm saying? To cut you out to you. No, you're fine. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Introduce. I was. I, I was. You're not trying to act like that. I already said it, so that's on you. I was in introduction mode. I was still introducing. Uh, oh, we both cut my Nah, nah. Local Tulsa stand-up comedian, uh, Sandra Slade, laughter and lyrics podcast host. You know what I'm saying? In the building, man. Uh, see how tacky that uh, <laughs> intro was after that. I'm glad we said something. I was. No, nah, so one thing I want to tell you as I got you here, uh, you know, we've been working on getting you here for a minute, uh, but Sandra. Uh, you were actually the very first uh, stand-up comedian I've seen in real life outside of TV too. You were there at the uh, the press club show what? with, with uh, what did you just say? He, I think girl. What did you? What you repeat? What you just said? You were the first stand-up comedian that I've seen, like I, not on TV, like in person. The very first show I've ever seen in Tulsa that was comedy. Oh, oh that's because I was like, yeah, because I was like, I was like, you know that all of our friends are comedians. Like, don't get me, don't get me. So, 
Slanking my um my <laughs> tires and shit. Oh, you think you all that? No, no, no I didn't no. say that. I didn't say I'm that. A, so this episode is gonna be different than usual. I can already tell we're going somewhere. See, I already knew because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so no, uh, you were actually the first comedian I seen. Okay. You know what I mean? Live. That was on the show with uh, my boy Josiah Patrick. <laughs> you were there. You remember this? Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that was Jay, our first show. J Dab. J Dab. Was J-Dab. in the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was my very first comedy show I had okay. ever seen. That right? was. At the press, press club. That was at the press club. Mm-hmm. That was for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. It was. That was a black show. Yes. And at this time, I was pondering doing <laughs> It was. You guys it mentioned that on the show. It was. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I was pondering doing comedy at this time. So I was going and checking out the scene and stuff like okay. that. Meaning, so I got to see you uh, about a month or two later. You know what I mean? I'm sorry I'm wasting your time. But fuck you, how you re- wasting my time if I'm here? Reasoning. It's, <laughs> it's reason behind this, Sandra. Over. It's reason behind this. <laughs> Uh, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> about a month or two later, I finally hit up the open mic over yeah. there at the Hunt Club. Yes. Right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I did my thing. Uh, you know, needed some polish and shit like that. But you was the first person. You know what I'm saying? First comedian I saw. And then you was the first person to come to me. and was like, yo, if you round this out, I'll put you on at Picasso's, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was terrified, intimidated, didn't do it. You know, I was like, nah, fuck that. Can't do comedy. Uh, <clears throat> here we are, way down the line. Yeah. And I actually just did my first little comedy show at the Deco Lounge. And I slayed and was fired. But uh, I just wanted to appreciate you. Because whenever, or I just wanted to tell you I appreciate you. Because you doing that kind of pushed me to want to take it even more serious. So, you know what I'm saying? I just want to say thank you and all that good shit. Thank you. you know I'm not going to cry. No, don't cry. <laughs> don't expect that. But uh, all of that goofiness aside, man, let's get into you. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah? I think. I'm off of work, so shit. Everything else is cool. <laughs> we glad you're here. Like I forget I that this is a podcast. I'm like, am I supposed to cuss? I get... Yeah, you can cuss. I lose you. my mind. We get, Wait, asked that. we get asked that a lot. Like, can we cuss on the show? I'm like, bro, yeah. You know, right. I was switching from yeah. corporate to... I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do y'all cuss over there at Laughter and Lyrics? Yeah, <laughs> you've not heard. Now, I listen. I listen. We, we I literally listen. had a time where I was like, I'm counting how many times Sherry dropped the N word because I'm like, we had 35 right here. God, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I listened to the latest episode of Laughter and Lyrics today when I was in the shower. Oh, with Fatoli. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I fucking loved it. By the way, oh, I was gosh. like, this is cool as fuck because there was a conversation that you had at the beginning of this podcast that I was talking about. That people can't do everything that they think they can do alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I would choose this podcast to listen to right now. I was like, it would be this one. And I was like, it was just cool. And it, it was really informative. So I've listened to a couple episodes left of lyrics. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? I haven't got to just binge it or anything of that sort. Don't binge it. But a lot of <laughs> don't the, binge it. A lot of the... <laughs> Don't binge it. A lot of my people that I work with and things of that sort, you know what I'm saying, fellow comedians and shit like that, obviously they all have been on your show. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Uh, I think Chris Carter uh, was recently supposed to be coming to the show. Chris Carter and Heather, and they're supposed to pick a song. You want to talk to us a little bit just about uh, the behind the the scenes of Laughter and Lyrics and just uh, where the idea of, like, I think you guys play music and do the talking man just talk to me about that whole creation how'd y'all get into that okay so i'm older i ain't gonna say how old i am but i was listening yeah 25 and keep but anyway (laughs) yes see i thank you um i remember driving down the road i was taking my son to school and 
I heard this song, Maggie Mae. My dad was a big ass Rod Stewart fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it and I was like, the whole time I was this, you know, we're driving, this is six. I was like, this is about a cougar fucking a little boy. Wait a minute. And I'm sitting there saying, my daddy had, I'm singing this when I was little, just singing the hell out of it. And I was like, you know, we don't listen to the lyrics really. Like you, mm-hmm. you listen to them, but you don't listen to them. And I realized, I said, oh, I should have been singing this. And then I thought about it and I said, there's a lot of things like, take for instance, uh, what's his name? Um, drinking. Uh, uh-huh. I can't think of his name. Oh, just yeah, drink it. <laughs> and he was like, everybody in the club getting tipsy. Okay. And so That's my uh, mom was like, yeah, won't you, mm-hmm. yeah, won't you just say everybody in the club drinking? Because it don't rhyme. Because who going everybody in the club drinking? Nobody is going to. So it's just like, you think about music and music always sets a tone for you. Like when I come up to the stage, if you come up to the stage and you are listening to music, the whole point of it is to give you that feeling. I, there's certain uh, playlists I listen to before I'm going to a show. Really? It's like if I'm listening to Remy Ma Conceited, I was like, oh, I'm on my shit today. Hopefully I'm on my shit. It just gives me a different mindset. I can't listen to Taylor Swift because I'd be like, oh, I'm about to jump off the stage. Mm. It's just shit like that. Like you listen to Fuck some of the lyrics and stuff and then you find themes on it. Like. We had one where we had our moms on. Who, um, Sherry and I both have uh, had our moms on. Uh, my mother is Miss Etiquette. You know, she is always, you know, the fork goes here, the Sherry's mom is not. And me and Sherry's mom was drinking doing the whole podcast. I was like, every time my mama said something stupid, me and her was clinking glasses and drinking. And, um, <laughs> and you know, so we were listening to music that they listened to, that influenced, that made us think about our moms. And they were like, oh, you paid attention? And realizing that, you know, you pay attention to songs that you don't think you listen to. Mm. I also thought about when we were younger, like my mom, my okay, I had my, two of my uncles were pimps. Okay. And they used to have parties. So at the parties, it was a song that they would play. That meant the kids need to go, go to sleep. Okay. That song was a Millie Jackson song. Millie Jackson songs were... Like the cursing song, the overly sexually songs for a woman, which was really odd at that time. Fast forward, we got walk right, mm-hmm. and okay. I mean, I listened to it. My fourteen year old was like, "Please turn that off. Don't nobody want to hear that." I'm listening to it. So Did you say the wop? Wop. Mm-hmm. What ass pussy? Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. I, thought yes. was, I thought we were talking about the wop. No, no, not the wop. No, not oh, the wop. What you about, the wop. I don't know what the WAP is. Uh, the WAP is a the fucking WAP is a is a club it's a, it's, song. It's a club song. It's a line dance. Yeah, part, basically. Know you don't know that. You don't know. Nah. You know the WAP. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna educate you later on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play it for you. So after we this played podcast. wet ass pussy for our moms. Okay. When I tell you, my mom and Sherry's mom just sat there with their mouth open, like, did she say? Home? <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, just sat there, with like, and we were like. So what do you think about it? I mean, after they were shocked and they were like, why did they say that? Why did you mm-hmm. need to say that? Which, you know, of course, that would be shocking to them. And then um, I can't remember from Sherry's mom or my mom. They both said for them, of course, it was over. It was over the top for them. But they were like, you know, I'm used to hearing enough sexual undertones where I don't have to say it, where I ha- don't have to communicate it. And music needs to go back that way. And I was like, huh. So just... Music is the whole premise of laughing and lyrics. Like, how do you hear it? Like, I might hear something completely different. Right. Sherry heard, we were playing, um, 
in the air tonight with Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you can hear man. she she was singing. I don't know. I don't know what lyrics she heard. She was like, "What did she say? Oh Lord, or oh God." That is not what he said. <laughs> I can hear it, and I oh God. I said, "Who was saying oh God?" And she kept singing. I was like, "That's not the lyric." <laughs> and she was like, "Yes, it is." And so we replayed, and she's like, "I've been singing it wrong all the time." Yeah, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Too, it sounds kind of like, you know what I'm saying, it comes from the, uh, as you said earlier, people don't listen to the lyrics and, you know, within the podcast, you know what I'm saying, it it, it kind of forces you to like, yo, peep this, y'all hear this, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and shit like that. So I think that that's real uh, different, man, that's unique, you know what I mean, it sounds like a good ass time. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, no, you perfect. I just now thought about it. Chingy. Because mm-hmm. he says, give it up for a pork chop. I'm, damn, that's it. That's all I'm going to give it up for is a pork chop. It's just stuff like that. Like, I've been singing the song. Mm-hmm. Give it up for a pork chop. Like, same wait a minute. Like, uh, 50 Cent in the club, right? He said <laughs> yes. something about, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So come give me a hug if you're into getting mugged. Like, yes. Shit like that. Who wants to do that? <laughs> Who don't wants to do that? Right? <laughs> that sound like a good time. Like, that's the not only fun. time I'll ever not accept a hug. Like, yeah. wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> not, but you don't think about it. You're like, you've been singing a song. You're like, right. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I ain't doing Yeah. It's just. I could I peeped yeah. that though. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I like that a lot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? How'd you and Sherry Johnson come together with that whole thing? I really feel like, you know what I mean, <laughs> these are questions for me when I have both of y'all, but I'm gonna peep you right now with it. You know, we're gonna see what's going on. Um I'm gonna peep you right now. I'm I don't sorry. know. <laughs> I don't know. Have we just being in uh being in comedy and both her and my mentor, uh, Lavelle Harris. Um mm. uh Okay, I'm trying to tear up at this point. But um, Lavelle hooked us up. Lavelle, I mean, okay. we were on comedy shows with him, and he was very instrumental in getting um, black comics together to go on shows, to do, you know, to be in churches, to to do a lot of different stuff. Um, so that's how we hooked up. And then I just know Sherry, you know, she about her shit, and she, she going to say what she going to say. I'm going to say what I say. And that's the type of person I am. I'm like, I might not say a lot, but I'm going to say what I say when I feel it. I think that's real beautiful. Uh, you know what I mean? Not to journey down uh, even further, but uh, I was talking to Rick Shaw, uh, and he, he brought up Lavelle. I didn't have the privilege or the, you know what I mean, the opportunity to get to meet this man, but I heard uh, not only for black comics, but comic, comedy as a whole in Tulsa, that man put a lot of motherfuckers mm-hmm. on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you know I mean, I just felt like a shout-out was over there. Uh, I would like to uh, talk to you just about as far as how you got into comedy. You know what I mean? Uh, what was your start? You know what I mean? Do you remember your first open mic? Things like that. Mm. Yeah, I know exactly how I got into comedy. I actually did. I actually finally wrote the story. Wrote the story. Wrote a story about it um, and did it on um, You Had Me a Black podcast. Um, I was in the midst of a divorce and. I saw an ad on Facebook about doing burlesque, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm doing that shit. I ain't never did burlesque in my life. I mean, I can dance, but I ain't, you know, I'm like, I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> you do burlesque? I, what did, did, Tia, did you just hear uh-huh. what I said? I okay. didn't hear what I didn't know you said. do burlesque. No, I said I wanted to. Oh, I was you like, didn't I was, do yeah, it. See, okay. look, at he went all the way. <laughs> I was like, all the way over I, here. I, I, he said, I heard burlesque. You said you do that? Thank you. That's <laughs> all. If I, when I tell the guy, oh, you do burlesque? I'm like, no. I was like, no. I, I used to work in strip clubs. As a chef, okay. okay. See, <laughs> see, gotta, like his mind went somewhere. Else. I was like, as a chef, I gotta listen to the whole story. Yeah, there you go. There you, go. you can't get stopped on certain words. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Can see, um, but 
I literally was sitting there and on Facebook and I saw a variety show and mm-hmm. they said burle- they were looking for people and I was like I'm about to do burlesque, so I'm practicing in my bedroom. I'm, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time we were heavily into the church, so I was like, okay, you know I'm still gonna do this. Met the guy, and uh, I, I talked to him and I was like, well I'll meet him. I went to a church meeting and the older women in the church, uh, the nice nasty church women was like oh my gosh you know i would never go outside the house now they didn't know what i was going to do but they were just like oh so i meet him we talk and he was like have you ever done burlesque and i was like no but i got my song i get he was like man i got my i'm ready he was like Mm -hmm. okay and we just started talking about being from tulsa um things we noticed and stuff like that and he was like you ever thought about comedy and i was like damn i must be that ugly he just (laughs) said no he looked at something like no and he was like, no, you funny. And I was like, okay, no, I'm doing burlesque. So just so happened. She yeah, said, I was no, like, no, I'm doing I'm burlesque. doing this. <laughs> Shoot, I had Nina Simone. I was ready. I had my feather. I was ready. I was like, I'm doing this. So the first lady of our church asked me to do this. Um, what is, is it? That's funny. Uh, Alzheimer event. Mm-hmm. And I agreed to do it. And I was like, okay, you know, I was, but I didn't realize it was the same night. So I was like, fuck, I can't do both of them. So I told him, I was like, well, I'll come by and see. Can I, can yeah. I just ask you something real quick? Mm-hmm. Did you say, oh, that's funny because you couldn't remember that I was an Alzheimer's Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was like. When I said <laughs> that, I was like. Because he, he said Alzheimer's, I was like, oh, my God, that was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, was that a bit for me? Like, shit, like. I couldn't. <laughs> like, because I was like, damn, I couldn't remember. Oh, that was for me. Okay, that was <laughs> truly for me. Because I was like, I can't even remember that. Mm, Alzheimer's. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, that's okay. <laughs> so, like, we didn't have meetings and all that. You know how extra church people do. We don't have meetings. We're going to do it. And I'm like, all right, okay. And they were like, we're going to, you know, we need African clothing. I was like, oh, shit, I just came back from Atlanta. I got a whole bunch I can, you know, share. So they were like, okay, cool. Then I, I was there corporate, my corporate job, left, went home, changed, I got my fail out that song. I mean, I'm dressed, can't take, I'm ready. I walk in and they're dressed in black and I was like, oh, okay, well maybe they're doing something else over here. I keep going in and every woman that I'm supposed to be working with is dressed in black and I was like, shit, did somebody die? Because now I'm starting to think like, oh, well, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. They literally turned to me and said, oh, you cute. You know that nice, nasty shit. And I was like... You know what I'm saying? I didn't say it. I thought it. So that whole night, people thought it was called Out of Africa. That's the name of the event. So people thought I was a character, and they were taking pictures with me. I'm not a picture. I'm go- no. I'm not gonna do that. Were you unaware of that though? The whole time I was unaware, and I was like, they had my email. They have nobody said anything. They said they had decided to wear black. Nobody told me. So it's like being at a costume. Somebody telling you you going you going to a costume party and then they decide no we not and you show up in the costume yeah right and I was like oh That's... I'm getting the fuck up out of here when I tell you I was mad then you had the you know the deacons and stuff ooh let me touch you give you a hug and I'm like damn I'm getting rubbed up on this is not it so I literally asked my this sister is not it. <laughs> yeah I was like let's go and my sister was like are we going to the thing and I was like well I'll just go and see. And we go to the show, and he was like, oh, okay, so you ready to go on? I was like, I'm not doing burlesque in the kids at cloth dress like this. He was like, well, do comedy. And I was like, I ain't doing no comedy. He was like, just get up there and talk. And I was like, okay. And then I got scared, and I was like, I'm about to leave. Well, my sister had taken the keys, and she drunk with somebody. Shout she out to drunk her. with yeah, somebody. She shout out to her. Ain't doing nothing. Ain't got my back and shit. <laughs> 
and I'm like, me. yeah, and I'm just sitting there. Imagine I got on, I got, you know, my face is made up in a like in a ceremonial mask. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around. It, I'm like, I, I still can't, I can't walk down just regular toast and be like, hey, I need a cat. No. Right. Gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, no. I love <laughs> that you just kind of forced into a situation. <laughs> like, go ahead. Yeah, I'm you. just stuck because I can't, I can't go back to the mm-hmm. place. So I'm just like, okay. And then he's like, okay, you, you're going to be ready. And I was like, okay. I thought I had nerves of steel because I didn't. Because I started, I was like, I'm shaking because I forgot. The whole thing is a contest. So after you finish your act, there's judges and they have to critique you. And I was like, oh my God, worst nightmare. One, I ain't never did this. Two, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't. I was like, well, maybe if I could shake my ass, that'll help. Nope, just not the way I was dressed. I was like, well, this is not going where I wanted to go. And he called me on stage and I literally just got up and talked about the church woman. How nice and nasty they were. The things they said to me. How I felt about the whole situation of showing up, dressed up and and they critiqued me and they were like, well, what church you go to? And da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, okay. So I blanked out like while they were talking to me like, okay, I just want to get off stage. I don't want to be on here. You was not there. For no, I was, was I was done. I was like, I'm ready to go. So when I get off stage, I was like, okay, let's go. And my sister was like, no, I want to see who won. I was like, I, at that point, I didn't give a damn. I was like, I just want to go home, wash the stuff off my face, get out of this clothing. And I end up winning the contest. That's yeah. crazy. That's cool as fuck. So you got kind of, you know, see, it wasn't no open mic, nothing like that. <laughs> no. He was forced into comedy yes. to a degree. It was like, you going to do that. And I was like, I didn't try to tell a funny story. I was just telling the story from my point of view because, mm. you know, I'm, I've been dealing with these women for, when I say damn near a month, like emails and texts. And then I show up now, I'm like, well, we decided. Oh, so I'm not part of you. You know, it right. became that, that whole mean girls from church shit. So. Mm. I hate mean girls from church. Yes. I ain't never dealt with mean girls from church. I've dealt with some mean girls from church camp. Sounds like right an experience. I went to church camp for 12 years. And Ooh. they got mean girls all, in church camp. All, all, all that happened to me was I was constantly getting picked on. Oh, I had that yeah. By church girls. They, yeah. were, they were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. They're that nice, nasty. Like, oh, that's cute. You can wear anything you want to wear. That mental shit is ugly or they don't like it. But they said it in a way that you like... Is it cute? They it were, sounds yeah, like they were real mad and you know real like like yeah snooty yes. to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, until our cabin caught fire and I saved everybody. Mm-hmm. You okay. didn't push nobody back in there. I should have. I mean, set that's the fire. No, I didn't. Brooklyn no, did. Past you, bro. Brooklyn did it because he was playing with bug spray and lighting it on fire. The- <laughs> Dude, so, we got we got in a lot of trouble. Okay, we were forced to make moccasins and then our cabin caught on fire. Wait, so. they forced you to make. I think I'd you burn, told I'd me I'd about this. You can tell Sandra about that. I think you told me about this on the podcast. Yeah, I've told you, you about it before. Yeah, okay, so when I was a kid, I went to this church camp called Camp Lockridge out by yeah. Oaks Country Club over like 60 I know 60 what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, my daughter went to that damn... Okay, we talk. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went there for 12 years and I worked there for a year. And um, one of the last years that I was able to go there, I think I was like 13, 14 maybe, mm-hmm. um, we... I had a group of teenagers because we were in Teen Extreme. We were the last like people in camp, mm-hmm. and um, our group of teenagers weren't getting along. Nobody liked each other. I had a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were fine. Uh, then she got poison ivy, and we weren't fine because I was like, "Don't fucking touch me." <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, I don't remember what happened. We went out to um, a the TRP Speedway mm-hmm. and did go karts, and somebody hit a camp counselor. 
with their go-kart. What? Yeah, he like ran into him because like Jared was going and he was like, you're not going fast enough. Slammed into him, made him spin out and he's like driving around the thing. <laughs> so our camp counselor gets out of the car and stands in the middle of the roadway where we're all coming at him and he's like, if y'all don't stop and we were like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Jesus is gonna smite us? So we all fucking <laughs> stopped going anywhere and he stood there and yelled at us for 15 minutes and told us that we were terrible kids. And that we were all going to be punished because of this one dude's outlash for running him over in a go-kart. And so we were, yeah, we were like taken back to camp and put into our cabins, our only cabin, which is just like this empty cabin mm-hmm. with like a couple tables and shit. And he was like, y'all are going to stay here. Half of y'all are going to go do scuba diving. We'll switch at that. We'll switch you guys at that point. Yeah. And then, well, this is how the day is going to go. And we were like. We're just going to sit in this building. And he was like, yeah. So he sits us in there with the camp counselor that has narcolepsy. And so. No. Was nar- narco- nar- narcolepsy? Uh, nar- yeah, that was all bad. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> that. Like, I'm going to edit that. No, I'm going to edit that. <laughs> Did you edit that? Did you edit that? That's when people fall asleep. Like Yeah, just randomly. They just fall asleep. <laughs> so we're all sewing together these moccasins. Narcolepsy. Yeah, narcolepsy. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> We're sewing together these moccasins, and um, we all finish making our moccasins, and they're, like, thrown about the cabin and stuff, and then we get bored, and our <laughs> camp counselor is falling asleep by the fire. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this isn't going to go good. I can just, like, see things happening. And as I'm thinking that, Brooklyn decides that it's going to be a great idea to start lighting lighter fluid on fire. Mm. Or bug spray on fire. So I was like pouring little puddles of bug spray and then like lighting them and then staring at them. And then watching them go out and then lighting the next one and just staring at it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like finishing up a moccasin, yeah. right? And Brooklyn gets scared by some like bee thing that's flying around him. And so he like gets up super quick and his foot kicks <laughs> the bottle buck spray over which forms this massive fire and i was like oh my fucking god our cabin's on fire i was like our cabin's on fire i look and like my camp counselor's passed out next to the goddamn fire thing and i was like please wake up i was like please i was like we're all gonna die and so i like go over to her like shake her awake and she's like god what's happening i was like the cabin's on fire and she was like shit and like gets up and grabs the fire extinguisher <laughs> and she was like everybody get back like half asleep is yeah. like with this fire extinguisher and then i was like everybody get out we gotta go we can't yeah. inhale this like everybody get out and we're all standing outside covered in fire extinguisher <laughs> and she walks out and throws it on the ground and she was like what the hell happened and i was like bro you didn't know you were asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. Like, who gave you this job? <laughs> who gave? Yeah, who gave her that job? Like, like, oh my god, it was, it was terrible. It was the worst day ever. And everybody that came back from scuba diving just like looked at us, and we were like, <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, hey guys, you got us in more trouble, so. I don't know, I ain't never did nothing like that in no church camp. All I did was talk to females. That's all I was on, just talking to females. But, uh. Yeah, church. The females you talked to picked on people like me. Yeah. They were so, sweet to me. Yeah. I liked them. You? Yeah, I was like, yeah. Definitely. They're church girls. What do you expect? But, uh. Off all of that, let me me turn this back to you. You know what I'm saying, Sandra? Uh. (laughs) 
Y'all goofy, man. Um, so, forced into your first comedy mm-hmm. show. You know what I'm saying? At what point did you decide, I'm going to take this serious? This is something that I know I can do. When did that happen for you as a comedian? I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still. Seriously, I, I, I enjoy it. It gives me a lot of energy. I put out a lot of energy, but I... I'm still learning. Hopefully, I'm still growing. I want to continue to do that. But I haven't decided, like, oh, yeah, I just want to do comedy. I love I love making people forget about things that mm-hmm. are going on. So even doing storytelling, I don't mind doing that. I, I, I incorporate humor into it so that it takes them away. You know what I'm saying? If right. you got enough bullshit going escape. on, it just kind of, you escape with me, I escape with you. I just happen to be the one telling you, and you go on the journey with me. So. I like that a lot. Uh, some of the things I've heard from sitting down with other comedians is that you know what I mean finding your voice in comedy is a thing it takes a while to find kind of what it is you want to do and how you want to deliver your your stuff you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. did you go through a process at all where you kind of was figuring out who Sandra was as far as comedian uh, comedy goes mm, I'm still trying to figure that out mm. uh, just because as, as a black woman I still have to figure out you know, I go in a lot of rooms that people don't look like me, mm-hmm. and I gotta relate to them. You know, uh, Zahava said it one time. She was like, "You know, we got less time than the stripper get people to like us, and they got their clothes off." Mm. And I think that's very true. And I told her, I was like, "That not only is a joke, but it's very fucking true." Um, and then, you know, I had to still decide which comedy. I mean, sometimes I can get in, in front of an audience that looks just like me and still like, "Oh shit, I'm a this is scary." Now I can get in front of an audience that, that doesn't look like me, and it's still scary. I think is uh, and also being a female in comedy it's it's different. Like I can do clean comedy. I mean, Vale had me doing comedy in front of pastors and preach. I can do that, and I can turn around and go to a club. Now my club is not probably going to be the same as somebody that does blue comedy. Blue comedy is somebody that you know. If I say, oh, you know, he went downtown and I'm being clean, or if I dirty up and I was like, you know, he's licking on my pussy. Oh, that vagina was wide open. That's blue. Mm. I don't go that far. One, I just don't normally talk like that. So still finding who you are and being authentic because the crowd will figure out you are not who you say you are mm-hmm. on that mic. And um, I remember doing the World Series of Comedy in Idaho. Um, <clears throat> that crowd. Uh, and it was a guy on there that his whole job was to listen to comics. Mm-hmm. And write down like a punch up. Like he could figure out like, okay, this is where you lost the crowd. This is where, when he told me, I was like, yeah, there's no way. You know, this man has sat through 40 comics. And then he literally sat, we were at a table eating. And he was going down the line. And going. I was like, oh, my gosh. Who and was he, this man? Do you know? Uh, Now you're going to ask me his name. Uh, you ain't got to remember. It's cool. Alzheimer's is tough sometimes. Yeah, it is. That's why I was going for the damn benefit. <laughs> you say uh, Alzheimer's? He said Alzheimer's. 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 He going to be in a group with me. That's what. Look, y'all. <laughs> He's going to be sitting right there next to me, rubbing That's his feet, talking about what they say when they serve the food. That's what I get for trying to talk shit. Go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> um, he is his job. His name is Jason. Jason Worlds. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees? Worlds. 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 I think that's, well, you know, that's his stage name. But he literally was sitting there and he said, you did good here. I like this one. It's great. And he said, this is where you lost the audience. And I was just like, huh? And he said, you got them back, but you lost them here. Because that doesn't even sound like you. Now, mind you, I've never met this man. And I was like, I don't get it. You know, first, I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he was like, 
when you told it this way, and I made a joke about not not knowing what this guy wanted. It was a sexual innuendo. And I said, well, you know, he finally said this. What was the joke? Okay. I said, well, he the guy says he doesn't go downtown. And I was like, I don't understand what that is. And I kept ordering food. And he said, well, you know, downtown. And I finally asked him, I said, what do you mean? Well, I don't, you know, I've, I've never gone downtown. I'm like, well, I've never, you know, I'm, I've ate thousands of hot dogs. I'm not a connoisseur, so the fuck. And so... <laughs> Blush your face. <laughs> See that whole head drop that's just out of it. But that's you know, and so when I said that, Jason was like, You lost the crowd when you said you didn't know what he was talking about. And I was like, What do you mean? He said, No, you think that's part of a joke. And it sounds funny. He said, When you walk on stage, you look confident. So to get on stage and to tell somebody like you don't understand that, you look very confident, you look like you understand what you're doing. Don't say it like that. Switch it up like I know what the fuck he meant, but I wasn't gonna go. And I switched that joke up that next night. Better was in the hit. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. And I was just like, damn. Just but he was like, be yourself. He said, You trying to play somebody like, oh, I don't know. You no fucking know. You got two kids. Come on. And I was oh. like, You right. Yeah, I mean and he said it and I was like well, shit, okay. When I changed that joke up, hit totally different. That's crazy that man had that uh, ability to just sit there and do that. Yeah, though, he, so. when I say, and some people, he was ripping the shreds. He's like, you would never say this in life, so why are you saying it on stage? That didn't even sound like your voice. I feel like we need something like that out here. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? For some open You, you, you got to get people like that because, I mean, it's great to hear, oh, you did great, you did great. If you hear somebody say, no, somebody had to tell me, hold the mic in front of me because my voice doesn't carry mm-hmm. when I move. Somebody had to tell me that. Everybody, oh, Grace said, Grace said. That sounds good, but if that's not helping me in the next thing, what's for? Right, 100%. You, know? you want to be around people that's going to build you yeah. up on the day to day Yeah, it's all about your way. village. If you got motherfuckers in there that's the village, get rid of them. I definitely agree. Um, you mind talking to us a little bit about, uh, I know you got an event coming up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Blue. You the know Blueprint? The, yes, ma'am, Blueprint. Would you mind <laughs> talking to us about yes, it's a respect thing. Sandra can I'll be on my respect. head. I'm calling you ma'am. Okay. This whole interview, man. She on my head. So what's funny is because like you and Sherry Johnson are the only two people I've had come into this interview room, the podcast, the studio, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That have thrown me off my normal game when I'm doing Oh, because he cool as shit. He can't give... Man, you... I, don't I'm get a, us together then. You're going to be sitting here it's just cool. sitting there. I'm, I'm going to be sitting here just like, like... She's yeah. loving it. Like, she can tell I'm over here like shit. You know what I'm saying? She got me. You know what I'm saying? Sherry Johnson Sherry was the only one. Too. You know what I mean? They didn't... Of course... You know what I mean? You would come through here and I'd be like, damn, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I can admit yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can admit yeah, that. That's it. Uh, yeah, tell like us. The blueprint. Okay, the blueprint. Yeah, tell us about blueprint. So I also do storytelling. Uh, okay, what so kind of stories? True life stories. Hmm. Um, I do. I also do that for Focus Black Oklahoma. I'm their in-residence humorist. So I write funny stories that have to be strictly clean for NPR. Um, like NPR, NPR. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. Sandra out here. So I have to, you know, it cannot be any sexual in any window, nothing. But um, the blueprint is cool. because I have done stories. I've done stories for OK So. I've done stories in Oklahoma City, and doing other stories. I and I know how to code switch. I mean, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I know how to code switch. I can do mm-hmm. that. Um, but telling a story, a lot of times. Um, it's supposed to be true, and it's supposed to feel you. And I can go into—I don't give a fuck—going to a place that nobody looks like me. I'm gonna say my story the way I say it. 
sometimes I do explain some things like I was talking about uh, Thanksgiving and I said yeah my mom was throwing down on some dressing and I said oh I'm sorry stuffing because you know what I'm saying some people don't get it mm. um, so the blueprint is our words our way I want the creators to get on and say whatever they feel how they feel it that doesn't mean you know changing up lingo change it not you know not using the bottom use what you use because a lot of times you can go into spaces and I think comedians are the best storytellers because we take you on the journey um spoken word artists because you, a lot of times people don't get it they don't see that as an art form because it's not poetry well right. poetry is also spoken word poetry is also uh uh rap poetry is, but they don't because it's not in their frame then it's not beautiful it's very beautiful it's their words so the blueprint to me is letting us be authentically ourselves how we say it um and how we start off i start off most of my shows you know and I had to change it up. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And I, I've said that, and I said, no, let me change that. Words can't hurt you. Words can make you feel a certain way. But in this arena, I don't want you to feel a certain way. Mm. And if you do, sometimes it's an emotion that you're getting from, from that person. Sit with it. Hold it. You'll be okay. If you need a hug, you see me, you see the owner. But other than that, sit with that feeling and keep it going. Mm. So the, okay. yeah, that's what the blueprint is. I think that that's real beautiful. Uh, the art of storytelling, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, goes way back too. Yes. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, you know, so I definitely feel like it's a, I always look at her, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to, catch, to catch my thoughts. Freaks well, sometimes because they'll just be like, anyway, and I'm like, and she's like, what am I supposed to love? No, you good. No, I'm just <laughs> saying. I so I definitely feel like storytelling. Because I was like, react. I don't know. Okay. I definitely feel like storytelling is, you know what I mean, the root of all, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. verbal arts to begin with. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that that's incredible. I mean, you um, look at hip hop. It started because somebody wanted to tell their story. Hmm. They just happened to tell it with music on top of that, underneath it. And people don't realize that. They, they take it as, well, it's not crafted this way, so it's not, it's, it's not beautiful. Who right. say that? That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's many ways to, to, you know, do art. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's no one style, you know what I mean? About, uh, no one way about going about anything. Right. You feel yeah. me? Because uh, you got Black Soul who's going to be on there. He does spoken word, but he does it with music. Like, it's hidden. Mm. And it's, it, it punctuates what he has. Then you have written. Sometimes when he does a story, it's underneath it. And he doesn't bring it up to the end. So it's the same form, spoken word, done in two different ways to evoke two different emotions. Mm. I like that. That's incredible. Uh, and that's going to be in Tulsa? Where's mm -hmm. going to be? That's going to be in Tulsa. It used to be the Brady Mansion, but it's now called the Skyline Mansion. Okay. Far yes. and Low Africa's done a couple of yes. little joints over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As of late. We were supposed to go over there and uh, do some podcasts, and we, we ended up not making it out there, though. But, uh, you know, shout out Fire in Little Africa. They're yes. killing it out there. They're doing a lot of big things. Uh, hey, a while back, uh, look, she gets scared. She be thinking she I was like, this is something. I was like, for the, the cars. I was like, you ain't got no. Okay. No, a while back, uh, <laughs> just like you and Sherry Johnson was out uh, with a tent down at one of the churches by Greenwood with the laughter and lyrics tent. You were selling yeah. bread. You didn't come get nothing. No, I didn't. No, I didn't come through. <laughs> Sherry told me to come through, but I ended up having to clock in maybe about 30 minutes after she told me to pop uh -huh. up. Ooh, you know what I mean? So do, uh, the reason I ask you that is because do you guys do a lot of community uh, things like that? Are y'all really just in tap with the community? Um, well, not together as far as laughing lyrics because, one, 
um, a lot of times, I mean, like, you know, on the podcast, we cursing, we playing, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so the stuff that um, I do in the community is usually with kids. Like, I do Focus Black Oklahoma. That is strictly for um, Oklahoma to learn about being black in Oklahoma, the things that we go through. Um, and then people of color, period. It's not just, I say black. It's, it is called Focus Black Oklahoma, but it encompasses all people of color mm-hmm. so that they do have a voice. Um I also work with uh, some churches, so I don't do a lot of things under the caveat of Sandra Slade, comedian. I just, Sandra Slade, I have a whole, I have a different page because when you say comedian, people expect laughter. A lot of times when I'm doing stuff, it's not about laughter. You know, we got kids, you got, you get throw throw a rock and hit a church, and that same rock you can see um, an elementary school or a school. The school, you got kids that need book bags, pencils, and the church is not pouring into them. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm all about, like, how do I help you in that way? Um, I belong to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We do stuff. So I, I do a lot of stuff that I don't put out there just because I'm like, no, I'm doing it for my community. I was raised, um, and I, I tell people all the time, your village is very important. If your village is not right, fuck all the rest. Because you can have people standing in your village that stand there just stabbing you in the back telling you and patting you on the back telling you doing good. You got to check your village. So to me, my community is my village. And if I'm not checking with the right people, you know, I used to watch out for people. Now I watch out for people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just the whole thing. I believe, you know, in donating. I believe in giving my time. A lot of times, like in December, I donate time on the stage. You need me on the stage? Cool. You need me on stage? Cool. That's my way of donating. Mm. I think that that's real beautiful that uh, there's almost two different sides to Sandra, right? Beautiful. 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 <laughs> it is. It's very so beautiful. So you call me civil? He just called me civil. It's two different sides. <laughs> Look, Sandra. Look, what I'm saying is that it's very beautiful that there's uh, you got the Sandra Slade, the comedian, and Sandra Slade, who has a very serious There's a lot yes. more going on than just the joke telling it. Things like that. I don't even know if that's all I was about to sweat. Yeah. Got well, I know. You messed up. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> do you have any uh, other? I'm, also, I'm sorry. I'm no, also doing um, Cheryl Lawson, who that's is the owner of. If you had other stuff. Social media Tulsa. She is has created 36th Street North. Eat 36th Street North, where because it's a food desert over there, there's going to be food trucks, mm-hmm. and it's a place for food trucks to pull up, sell their food. And I am, I guess, the host or the voice of that. So please, you said, that. yeah. E36 Street North. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's over there where uh, Abdul lives. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. So my brother lives. I used to drive around there all the time. Uh, well, that's real dope, Miss Sandra. Uh, I appreciate you coming and rocking with us today. I appreciate you know what it. I mean? Finally letting me get your time, me and Tia here. I'm glad I was here for it. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. We were supposed to film today. Uh, a mini docu series for with all the respect podcast. You were supposed to be my uh, my guest for that, but okay. dude ended up canceling because he he uh, he a sweet man. But uh, that's fine. Can you say he a sweet man? He canceled because I was going no, I was going to be mean, and I was like, let me not. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so sweet because I oh that's what you doing? He man, really is that's... sweet. He really is. Sweet. He's a nice guy. He's a real nice mental guy. stuff. Is he had to, he had to take a break. And uh, that's you know that's important. Recently, honestly, that's been going through with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's fucking something with these damn ass stars in the These damn ass, what it is, it's the stars, the fucking, man. Uh, fucking planets and shit, bro. Yeah. 
This new moon's got everybody freaking the fuck out. I feel like humans just need to kick it with themselves and figure some shit out. Shit, I think that's the problem. We've been kicking it with ourselves in our house and the shit ain't together. I feel like humans spend so so much time concentrating on other humans. You know what I mean? I feel like the moment we step back, start studying our inner self, you know what I mean? That's when we really start to You know, that's the scary part. But that's the part that needs to happen. I mean, I I, I, I agree with you, but that man in the mirror shit, sometimes you're like, damn, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Slave Slave for that. Uh, Anyway, Queen, thank you so much for rocking with us He said Queen once. What the hell? You expected it the whole episode? Because I know I've been texting you for months talking about Queen this, Queen. Queen. I'll be sitting there, I said... That ain't Castro. He don't say queen. I'm like, that's all I really say. <laughs> so I kind of did that on purpose because, like, I know I've been texting you, queen, 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 all throughout the, you know what I'm saying, a few months. And I'm he like, he said, maybe she's tired of hearing it. Let <laughs> me calm it down and we'll say it once today. People give me so much shit for saying king and queen to people on a day to day basis. The reason I do it, I'm going to tell you my purpose okay. in doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe there's a king and a queen in all humans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether they act like it or not or show it or not, I want to be the reminder. I want to be like that, that exists in you. So when I'm telling you you queen or when i'm telling her she queen or when i'm calling myself king you know what i mean queen. or so on and so forth you know what i mean it's to be the reminder because it does exist but you know what i mean so many people ain't active to that way i think and it doesn't exist within them but anyway but i got a question for you Ask me. you know you you assume everybody's a king or a queen some people are gestures mm-hmm. and that's their whole role because you keep calling somebody a queen and oh I, no your role is a gesture I, I can definitely agree you know what with saying? that. Some well. people, I, I, and I, I've had to say that because um, down <laughs> south, this guy kept saying, and I was like, okay. When you say down south, where's in that? Atlanta. Are you from? Because I, I didn't am, ask you if you're from Tulsa or not. I am from Tulsa, okay. but I lived in Atlanta for several years. Several really? years. Okay. Um, and that's why I was at the comedy convention down there. And I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. It's okay. You know, kings cut off queens. See, that's it. <laughs> Here we go, man. The king talked, the queen shut the hell up. No, I'm, but no, seriously. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to stop that right now. But go literally, ahead, um, this guy was saying that, and he was like, you don't recognize who you are. That's what he was saying. And he kept talking, and I was like, okay, but his thing was queen to see how a woman felt. Hmm. Because if she didn't feel like she was a queen, then, oh, you know, that pimp shit. Oh, I got it. I can talk to her. To manipulate yeah, and she control. Was, so I was like, no. Nah. I said, no, nah, I ain't no queen today. Shit, I'm a fucking gesture. Mm. Oh, and he was thrown off because it wasn't nothing he could say because I own who I am. And I was like, no. Nah. I said, matter of fact, today I'm the cook in the handmaid's tale. And he was mm. like, oh. But it was like he just kept saying it. Like, oh, I'm going to say something. Now, I'm watching him. Talk, oh, okay, queen, hey, queen. And you could tell he was trying to see. And I was like, oh, okay, some. And, and not saying you do, but some men use that as a bait. Like, oh, okay. A lot of people mm. do. Yeah, a lot of, some, some guys use it as a bait. And I'm like, but I can tell who, who uses it as a bait or not. That's so crazy. Uh, because coming from my background, you know what I'm saying? These aren't words that I would have used. This is me trying to live. Can I be? You can't be do, putting my do. business out there, but you can, what you about to talk about. Can I just say, when I first met you, that was exactly what the fuck I pegged you for. Was the person that used that shit to see if you can manipulate people. See, when I use king and queen, to me, it's me trying to be on a more elevated way of thinking, trying to separate myself from my 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 uh, more savage uh, ways of living my lifestyle. You know, I th- you know, Bonson, I know. You know well, why not say things. lion and lioness? But I just I ain't never thought about using that word. I, I just ain't never crossed my. I'm just saying. I you asked me, I'm like I don't know, but uh. <laughs> No, I like that though, Sandra. I ain't never thought of that. You know what I'm saying? But no, that's that's so when you say that I was like and I watched it and I said, like, Okay, he's not 
but I watched what else you were talking about. Mm. So it was it's a whole thing. But it like a lot of times like we were just in the south, like me and Georgina, and you can hear, oh Queen, I see you sitting over here. I'm like the the way and the tone that he used, yeah. and I was like, oh okay, this some bullshit, this some mm. hotel shit. You what what? Oh no! And then I'm speaking in Swahili. What? Oh okay. Oh, but you call me Queen, and you trying to talk about Africa, but you don't know that. Oh okay. Right. So. Those type of guys do exist. I'm glad you you're not using it like that. But I just so what's you. even crazy is you traced it back to you know what I'm saying talking about Swahili and you know things of the sort of uh, that sort like so that's really where it came from is studying you know what I'm saying different cultures and tracing back you know what I'm saying historically where all people come from and things and that's really where the king and when I say there's kings and queens and you know what I'm saying all oh, people anyway we ain't got to get into all that we we'll for another I mean, time. But, you know what I'm saying? But it traces back to because, you know what I'm saying, back in Africa, you know what I'm saying, which is, I love being the white dude talking all this I'm, shit. I'm though. sitting here like, yeah, y'all can't sit there, but I'm like, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> all people trace back, you know what I mean, to, you know what I mean? The cradle of civilization. You know what I mean? True indeed. You know what I mean? So, and they were all kings and queens, and if we all come from, you know what I mean, that place, you know what place is that? That's Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave y'all alone. I mean, he said that like you know what I'm saying. I was like, well, somebody listen. I don't know what you're saying, so I'm just but, yeah. Maybe they just talked anyway. in this conversation. Yeah, they're they're like, keep dropping that. Oh. They get it. They understand. <laughs> They've heard me talk about this shit millions of times. You know what I mean? Did you know <laughs> that the equator? Right. I'm ready for a cigarette. You are not. Fuck, I'm ready for it. This boy, uh, this boy right here, Miss Sandra Slade. Would you like to plug up any of your social medias or anything like that, um, as far as where they can find you, where they can find your comedy, all of that? Oh, I don't even know. I don't have comedy on. That's something I got work. Do you know Buddy Rodriguez? Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I said it. Well, yeah, you good. He used to do, uh, what was that, yeah. Chocolate City Comedy? Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Were you a part of Yeah, he was on our podcast. And I told him the Word. next time he come on, he better have them damn chaps on. That's my But anyway. He's a gorgeous man. <laughs> that's uh, what we told him. We was like, you're a beautiful what... man. He was like, thank you. And I was like, I ain't trying to hit on you. I just like him a lot, man. That's my guy. That's <laughs> my guy. We was on the yeah. same little radio station for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. Go listen to Saturday Night Slaps, man. Shout out Buddy Rodriguez. Yes. But, uh. And checked out Blur, check out Blurs, man, on Tubi TV. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he out here doing things. I'm proud of my mans. Uh, anyway, yeah, would you like to plug up your social media <laughs> before I keep this podcast going? Cause... Um, yeah, Sandra Slade. You can find me on the... Okay, you can find me. Sandra Slade on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> I'm about to say on the block. Shit, with a mic. She said on the block. <laughs> we if you just here. check Sandra Slade, you will find me. Don't Google me. Don't follow me. You better follow Jesus. I'm not the one, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Tia, would you do? Would you mind? Uh, God, would, 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 did, can you do the thing, man? Do the thing, Tia. Yeah, thing. man. Uh, if you guys want to find us on Facebook, you can find us with all due respect. <laughs> We're on Instagram with all due respect zero zero one. On Twitter at a underscore broadcasting, mm-hmm. and then we also have our Twitch channel, which is wadr underscore tv, and I upload all my lives to YouTube. And our YouTube channel is with all due respect broadcasting. And I just want to let y'all know let right see now. Yeah, she did that. This is my part. She about to run <laughs> off Is that we are dropping some really fucking sick fucking merch real soon. Don't shake your head. We're doing it. I helped make a skirt. Plug you up. are 
Well, I don't know what happened. You plugging up my part, I'm going to snatch a cigarette. But I want you guys to know the new fall and winter line of clothing is coming. Stay tuned. I didn't even know WADR.shop. I got the sweats and the hoodie fits. About to be fire. It's about to be crazy. Tia just made a new skirt. I got blankets. I got pillows. All of that WADR more. Pillows. Pillows. WADR.shop. Check us out. With all due respect, podcast, and for those of you that don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you, and we out. We out. Yeah.